0: Hello and welcome to Bellhaven Podcast. I'm your host Brent Weber. On today's episode you'll be listening to PSY 362 Addiction and Substance Abuse with Professor Mark Hunter. I hope you listen and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Unit 7 of Psychology 362's Addiction and Substance Abuse. This is our last unit. In this unit we're going to talk about treatment of substance abuse disorders and prevention of substance abuse disorders. Chapter 15 of your book focuses on treatment of substance abuse disorders. Probably the the most important factor in treating substance abuse is the readiness or commitment to change. If someone is uh, not committed or ready to do that, then no matter how good your therapies are, it's going to be difficult to do it. So it's, um, um, so there's different ideas and models of which people go through about readiness to change. And as I said, there's five stages, the pre contemplation where you're just thinking about it a little bit and then you start to think about it. And then you, uh, prepare to go into treatment, you actually go through treatment through action stage and you maintain that. So um, um, So that when you're, you're being treated for substance abuse, there's um, there's sometimes people can actually, they don't have to have a professional medical and psychological treatment. sometimes people, become aware and can change their behaviors on their own. Um, So it is possible, but um, and if they have a real strong commitment to change, you know, that can be motivation to do so. But uh, we also know that uh, being with other people who struggle with the same thing can be very important. Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, are the most well-known of these groups. And so if you've ever um, been to an AA meeting or NA meeting, it's just people getting together who have experienced the same thing that you have, they tell their stories, they hold each other accountable, and there's bound to be a lot of success. Now, if you're aware of Alcoholics Anonymous, you know that there's an emphasis on a higher power. you know, some church groups where AAs can talk about it as as um, specifically God. Some will just refer to it as this general higher power. Some people found that uncomfortable, and so this or th- these two organizations, smart and secular organizations for sobriety, have come up and where they've had a um, an approach that doesn't recognize the role of a higher power, more of a secular approach. Now, when we uh, treat drug disorders or substance abuse, uh, there's different models about how to do that. Uh, the moral, the American Disease Model, the biological, social learning, and social cultural. So the biopsychosocial model looks at the combination of biology, our psychology, or social interactions, and brings them all together. To use as a basement for treatment design, so you're not just treating an illness or disease; you're you're also dealing with the psychology of the person, also the environment in which they live in. Um, so this biopsychosocial approach does require, you know, efforts usually by a team of professionals that are coming together to help the person get uh, recover from addiction, and um, and can. Is it, is, Said it takes organization and work, but it can have great results. Um, if someone is is needing professional treatment, the first thing um, has to be is assessment, and it reflects both uh, formal or informal procedures. Uh, so understanding what the person is going through, the addict is. Um, it's very important to have that first understanding and so if you are ever involved with someone who needs to um, to be uh, treated for addiction it may be helpful for you to take them to that first assessment uh, whether you're in the room with a, a therapist or counselor or whoever for the physician but uh, to give them that moral support um, the better the assessment, the better the treatment, because they have a better understanding of what would be beneficial to that addict. Um, so, and also in this biopsychosocial approach, is that you're looking just beyond the su- substance abuse use, but how does this affect their family? How does it affect their work, their social functioning? So, uh, abstinence or moderation? These are questions that people ask. You know should just completely stop using the uh, uh, the addictive substance. And that's usually been the the standard of treatment. Um, Or sometimes people, you know, particularly with alcohol, or some people um, believe in a moderate use of alcohol. And so they feel like this is more of a reasonable outcome. So if someone has a drinking problem, Some believe that completely stopping uh, drinking alcohol, you know, completely abstaining would be a a difficult or impossible goal to meet. And so what they try to do is reduce the amount of alcohol. And there's, you know, there's research being done on both sides of that. Treatment for alcohol or substance abuse can be held in a lot of places. Uh, Some are inpatient where a person goes and lives there and they're in that facility for um, you know, for weeks or however long it takes. Some are outpatient where they come into the facility during the day and uh, then go to their own homes at night or whatever uh, arrangement they've set up. Um, some facilities provide nursing care some provide psychological treatment and counseling. And so not every treatment center is exactly alike. And so if you are considering that for yourself or for someone else, you, uh, you need to understand what do they actually provide rather than going in and expecting something to be done for the addict but uh, they're not offering those services. Um, some, there are some uh, FDA approved treatment of alcohol problems. Um, it can be medication to manage the withdrawal of alcohol to help through that withdrawal process. Alcohol, uh, sensitizing drugs, um, drugs that alter the reinforcement properties of alcohol. So when you you know, consume alcohol, you're not getting that feeling, that buzz that you would normally. And drugs that help manage alcohol craving. Um, So the effectiveness of alcohol treatment is usually, you know, treatment uh, for a strong addiction with alcohol or uh, others really does tend to have better outcomes. Not to say that it can't be done on your own, uh, but usually some, you know, professionals that really understand. Because one of the problems with addiction uh, A tendency, or not just a tendency, they do addicts lie to themselves. They are, uh, they can try to convince themselves and others that they're really not that bad. And uh, so, no one treatment seems to be vastly superior to others. Um, Some have found lots of help through Alcoholics Anonymous, some have not, and uh, go for a more uh, medical approach so um, a lot of times understanding through assessment that the addict's uh, characteristics can help tailor that treatment for them so um, different therapies with other drug problems uh, drugs that help manage drug withdrawal uh, one of the, probably the most well-known is replacing one opiate, such as heroin, with another one that is less addictive, such as methadone. Um, other drugs that reduce the cravings for the drug, um, that um, block the effects of the opioids, and so they're um, so when someone takes an opioid expecting a certain feeling, that it's not uh, acting the way that normally. Would. Um a lot of substance abuse centers are in um association with or treatments is deal with psychiatric disorders. And um the uh you know, a lot of times people are self-medicating, that you'll hear a term that used a lot in, in uh, drug treatment, is um they're trying to deal with the stress, the with anxiety, depression, and so they come up with these combinations of both, uh, you know, alcohol or marijuana or um, prescription drugs, opioids, and maybe mix them together and uh, try to come up with their own treatment plan. <laughs> Rather, really, not a plan; it's just uh, this attempt to al- alleviate their their suffering and. Uh, but um, uh, but because they have a psychiatric disorder, their judgment is also uh, they're not making good choices. All right. our last chapter is chapter sixteen: prevention of substance abuse. When we define prevention, uh, there's three stages. Primary prevention attempts to avoid substance abuse before it even occurs. So, uh, ways to you know get awareness out uh, to to stop something from you know best way to prevent it is it's prevent it from actually happening is to stop it from happening. Secondary prevention is designed to prevent substance use problems just as early signs abuse begin to appear. Then tertiary or third level uh, prevention is treatment plans for people well beyond the early stages. And they, you know, the ones that are um, definitely addicts. And um, so the second stage, people may not recognize themselves in that area because it's early on. The sociocultural model uh, is a dominant approach with, with this and it, The idea is that social norms directly influence substance abuse, that people its not just an individual um, personality disorder or, you know, problem or deficit or something, but it's actually societal norms about what uh, society expects of us. And um, so it's, so for example, if you're trying to influence the use of alcohol, um, you'd have programs and uh, public service announcements and things like that, which affect the of idea of drinking within a culture. And um, so the, um, so it's, it's more widespread. The consumption model is um, this idea that uh, the key points of this is that The proportion of heavy drinkers in a culture is positively related to the mean alcohol level of alcohol consumption. So if you look at different cultures, different countries, and you see the level of alcohol consumption, it's uh, reasonable to assume that the states or countries that have the higher alcohol consumption have the higher proportion of heavy drinkers. we have heavier drinkers. We have a higher uh, incidence of alcohol problems, both uh, physical, societal, you know, and many of those other areas we've already discussed. Um, so, in this approach with the consumption model, is try to reduce consumption across uh, the whole culture, and uh, again, this is done through a variety of ways and um, how we can get that message across to try to lower the alcohol level. Prescriptive approach focuses on prohibiting the availability. Now, this was seen in the prohibition, and so this is the idea that you're just not going to have this available. Well, we know that people found ways around that, and so what became legal became illegal, Gangsters and others came in to fill that void, to provide alcohol to the public. And so there's many problems that resulted from that. Um, The moral stance is the idea that, you know, if there's, um, if you're not using the problem, the substance, then you're not going to have a problem with it. So uh, some groups, uh, you know, have, uh, you know, groups that say, you can't use alcohol. smoke, caffeine, a variety of things. And a lot of times, different religious organizations, denominations, or churches have these, these rules. Um, again, as I said, the prohibition was the idea of the prescriptive approach. Um, so you see this sign of, uh, here about this. Um, it was women initially who came up with the idea of trying to restrict alcohol consumption because of the effects it was having on their husbands and their families and and things. The National Institute of Drug Abuse developed a series of prevention principles for implementing prevention programs. Um, And so these fall into three areas, such as risk factor and protective factors, uh, planning of prevention, programs and actual delivery of these. So if people are wanting to organize a substance abuse prevention program in their community, um, this would be the organization that would uh, provide guidance for that. Um, Usually through education and mass media efforts are the main ways that people get this message across. Um, Drug and alcohol education is really been required by most states as part of their school curriculum, and um, these alcohol and drug education classes generally increase the knowledge level. What does this drug actually do? What are the consequences of this drug? And for some, that awareness can be enough to help others. It can lower the incident level, and, uh, but, uh, you know, there's limited success in that. And there will always be those who will be attracted to that. Sometimes by telling people not to do it, they're more intrigued to try it. And so, um, there, so again, some will be affected and, and some will not. Probably the most well-known resistance program is DARE, Drug Abuse Resistance Education. And it's traditionally been, and 5th and 6th grade students, Uh, but uh, recently it's been modified to include a wider range of students. Affect-oriented programs is really focused on decision-making. It emphasizes and values clarification. It, It explores what are you needing? What are you wanting to obtain by using that substance? And what are your beliefs regarding drugs? Um, You know, it helps them clarify their views of drug use and behavior. Um, But the uh, problem is it's not really found to be terribly effective in reducing drug use. So another is alternative behaviors and resistance skills training. Alternative behavior programs focus on developing alternatives drug use or developing skills to recognize and resist drug use. Back in the eighties, it was popular to have the just say no program. And uh, so one of the, I guess, uh, complaints about that is, right, just said no, but what do you say yes to? And so alternative behavior programs really kind of resulted upon the idea of what can you say yes to? And then resistance training programs, about training young people to recognize and resist pressures to use uh, drugs. And these have been seen recently with, um, with cigarettes and uh, smoking um, uh, with, with, with teenagers. Well, that ends uh, our lesson. And so I hope you found this valuable. But again, I strongly, strongly encourage you to use these videos as sort of an introduction to the chapter to kind of give you the big picture a summary of the chapter, but really explore more in depth through your textbook and the different uh, activities you have for your for the class. Thank you.